You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Welcome back to Team Talk. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Joe O'Neill. That is Sam Hauser. We'll be with you till 7 o'clock. A reminder, high school football Friday night, Las Cruces. The Bulldogs of Las Cruces High come into Albuquerque Wilson Stadium to face off against the mighty La Cueva Bears in a semifinal. The other semifinal action is Rio Rancho at Cleveland, and uh, we'll talk more about that later on in the show. But joining us now is the head football coach at the University of New Mexico, uh, Coach Danny. Gonzalez. So just at the last of the, the the last segment, coach, we were talking about uh, how you defend elite level running quarterbacks. Okay, we're going to get into the your game against Fresno, of course, and then uh, maybe talk a little bit about Boise. But you know, you, when you're playing, you're uh, against a team that's got a quarterback with elite level mobility. Do you use a uh, like one less guy to rush and use the whole spy thing? Educate us please coach Gonzalez. Well, it depends. I mean, there's, there's multiple things that they can do with the quarterback. Uh, you've got the, the fly power read. You've got the, the stretch power read. I mean, where he's reading the defensive end, you've got the zone read where it's all different blocking teams. And then what are they good at? Do they throw it off of that? Do they not? Um, is it one of those deals that you have to rush the quarterback, but you can't open up lanes. So you need a spy guy. I mean, they're, they're so versatile and they can do so many things like our, our guy, Devin Dampier, I mean, you saw how, how long he can extend plays on Saturday yes. just with his feet alone. So going into it, uh, sometimes you'll use an extra guy. Most of the time you have to be um, – you have to mix up your fronts so that they don't know who they're reading, and that will give you the best opportunity to try and confuse them and give you success. Do you also, you know, and I would guess, you know, you like you're talking about all those different things, stretch and reads and all those kind of things. But in a lot of cases, the most dangerous they are is like we were playing in the schoolyard, tell everybody to go deep, and then he takes off and runs. And that's hard to, to corral, even with a guy that's a spy. Is it not, Coach Gonzalez? No, it's, it's very hard. And, and if you blitz them, uh, you better get there quick and you better not miss because those lanes open up. And all of a sudden, when those guys get in the open field, they are so hard to tackle. So you, you've got to have a spy guy. But the problem is you better have a spy guy that's athletic enough to be able to tackle that guy in space. Yeah, and guys are getting a lot better at, at, sh- at shedding tackles nowadays, too. I mean, either it's poor tackling or these guys are getting a lot better because, like, you see guys sometimes uh, turn in the corner and this the angle seems to be, if you're a defender, don't worry about, like, making a great tackle. Just kind of use the sideline as your teammate and just, like, hit them high and push them out of bounds, coach. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, just get on Instagram or TikTok or, or X or whatever platform it is and, and watch the little kids weight training and all those things from the time they're, they're way too little to be doing it. But the athletes are getting bigger and stronger and those quarterbacks that used to be don't touch the quarterback. Now they try and lower their shoulder and run you over. Right. Or they'll use that stiff arm uh, type of thing too. Do you guys ever go live where like, you know, I mean, uh, we're like you're playing, you know, uh, one ones on ones or whatever at some point before the season and your quarterbacks would ever have any opportunity like to practice that kind of stuff. Or is that just something that comes instinctually from them playing over the year? Or do you teach it is what I guess I'm asking. The, the use of the I, stiff I, I, arm think, by the quarterback. I think most of that stuff is instinctual. Now, around here, we don't hit the quarterback ever. 
Uh, we, he's never live. But those jerks sometimes will be running and a defensive back will be coming over towards them or a linebacker, and they know they can't hit them, and the quarterback will still stiff-arm them uh, and do something silly. But I think it's instinctual, and, and those knuckleheads know they're protected, so that they do some of those silly things. <laughs> yeah, we're all competitors out there, Coach. You know, I mean, if you can get a little bit of an edge, you know, you try to use it. All right, we're talking with Lobo uh, football coach Danny Gonzalez here, Coach. So, uh, you know, you were optimistic uh, at halftime against – then against Nevada, you were down twenty-four to zero. Um, I watched the entire Boise State game, despite being down thirty-two to fourteen, knowing that you got the ball to start the second half. I was optimistic, you know, that there would be a, a nice little comeback uh, in that game too. Um, the offense was not nearly as successful in the second half as it was in the first half. Is there any way to pinpoint what uh, that might have been about? No, absolutely. I mean, I thought between the 30s, uh, they had a hard time with our offense in the second half. We got down inside the 30 towards the red zone, and we made multiple mistakes, whether it was uh, Devin making the wrong read uh, on where he's supposed to throw the ball. We had a couple penalties down there that stalled drives. Uh, we moved the ball very well up and down the field, but we, we made mistakes in the red zone, and our, our, our margin for error is, is not big. We can't make those mistakes to have a chance. And, and I agree, when it was 32, I thought the big play that, that really hurt uh, was when it was yeah. 28, or excuse me, 29 to 14, and we fumbled the ball. We're going in the seven-yard line, and we have a chance to make it 29-21, and we're going to get the ball back to start the second half. And they really hadn't slowed us down on offense other than the, the fumble that we had, and then we stopped ourselves on the very first drive that Devin had. Um, my anticipation was, we're, I mean, we're slinging toe-to-toe, uh, but we're make, we make mistakes and limit ourselves. And we got back to 15-14, and we give up a one-play touchdown and, and cover two. I mean, those, those silly mistakes or those dumb mistakes, you want to call them, they're, they're keeping us from having a chance to win the game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and uh, again, you you can't like uh, fault his aggressiveness and wanting to help the team there. But uh, at some point, you know, it was second and six, uh, second and goal from the six. The play you're talking about, just outside of two minutes in that first half, and uh, you know, I guess it was just an example of Bill trying to to do too much. I mean, that was one of those cover the ball, fall down, let's uh, take our chances at third and six, and and see if we can somehow get out of this half like with another seven points no less than three points and then to add insult to injury Boise State was able to take the ball from the five and and take it all the way inside uh the 10 there in that final two minutes as well coach no we did we had a couple third downs that I mean we've been good on third down all year the last two weeks we have not made plays on 50 50 balls and we had two third downs on that drive uh, um that Boise went down there to kick a field goal to make it 32 and give them an 18 point lead uh that was that was really frustrating I mean we Bill Bill has, uh, I mean, the way Bill runs, he's aggressive. I mean, he threw a DB off of him yes. and obviously lost control of the ball. So we addressed that this week. I mean, he's got to do a better job of, of ball security because that's two weeks in a row that we've had crucial fumbles. Uh, I mean, it's not the reason we lost the game, but it, it's uh, it's a big part of, of the mistakes that we're making that enable us to have a chance to win in the fourth quarter. Yeah, huge, huge uh, changes in momentum uh, there, Coach. All right, well, we're on to Fresno State. Uh, Saturday night, 830 Mountain. 
uh, and you're playing against Fresno State, and uh, you know we we heard about this like a month and a half ago that Aaron Judge's number was going to be retired. It, that, that's going to be a, a neat place to to be playing football, Coach. I mean, it's going to be an adversarial crowd, and it's going to but but those are things that you want in you know, when you're a college football player. Big stage, lights on, Aaron Judge there, his number being retired, all those kind of things. I would think that that would get you know your your uh, your team even that much more excited to play this game against Fresno Saturday no they're they're really excited to play on Saturday night uh I mean it's gonna be a, it'll be a great atmosphere they've got the new lights like we have here and they'll do all those things for Aaron Judge and he's obviously a big deal there'll be a lot of Yankees fans there and a lot of Yankee hats and all that stuff and our kids I mean they relish the opportunity Boise I mean Fresno is is six and two in league they're trying to fight to get themselves in a position to get into the championship game. They need some help, obviously. But we can eliminate that from having any chance uh, going in there and playing well and coming out with a victory. So just curious, did they uh, like uh, alert you guys to certain things that might happen like to delay the start of the game or at halftime or any of those kind of mechanical things? I know you're not worried about it, but just curious because it is kind of cool. Aaron Judge is going to be in the house on Saturday night. Have they told you of any different uh, pregame or halftime type of thing? Things that you were aware of, Coach? No, there's a, the game will actually start at 840 now um, because of TV for whatever reason, 840 Mountain Time. And then by NCAA rule, they're only allowed 20 minutes at halftime. So whatever they're going to do, they've got to get it done within 20 minutes so they can get the game back on because TV controls everything. And TV wants that football game back on 20 minutes after the half end. Okay, good point. So you can't have any like big rock and roll bands playing and, and extended for thirty minutes. It's it's twenty minutes in uh, in college, no matter what. All right. So uh, the uh, you know we were also talking earlier about the decision to go with uh, Dylan Hopkins. Uh, like it was was it in your like mind a no brainer? And that's nothing against Devin Dampier, but uh, just like you know, Dylan has been your starter all along. He's healthy. Why wouldn't he start? Is that the approach you had, Coach? Yes, Dylan. Dylan has done nothing uh, to lose the job. Dylan has actually played at a high level all year long. I mean, he's he's 160 yards from throwing for 2,000 on the season. Uh, Dylan still with the mastery that he has of the offense. He still gives us the the best chance to win early. Devin has packages and will have plays that he'll play his his typical stuff. If Devin has a hot hand. And guess what? You're going to see a ton of Devin Dampier, and we'll mix him in. But Dylan has been the heart and soul of that offense all year long. Devin does some fantastic things when he comes in the game. Uh, but that, that'll be, that was a no-brainer. It wasn't even something that we considered going forward. And Devin, I mean, you see how, how bright the future is with him at quarterback. He's got a lot of good things. All these reps that he's getting are so monumental for his experience and, and for his opportunity to lead this team next year. And then Aiden Armenta and, and, uh, is in that mix that'll have, I mean, he's very similar to a lot of the things that Dylan does, probably a little bit faster than Dylan. So we got a really bright room, uh, coming down the, down the pipe here in the next couple of years. We're talking to Lobos football coach Danny Gonzalez here on Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017, the team. So just in generalities, coach, and then as the season's gone along, and then maybe even a little bit this week after Devin got the start in Boise. What's your philosophy as far as how you split up reps with the quarterbacks and who gets what reps with the ones and who gets reps with the twos and, and so on down the line? Well, it, mostly it's, it's based off of play. Obviously, last week, Devin got all the reps because Dylan wasn't even at practice uh, with the ones. But 
the the plays that we have designed for for Devin and the different route combinations and those things that those guys run when he's in there. Uh, now Devin has a little bit, obviously a little bit expanded package this week and did last week because he was going to be the guy. Uh, so we we've, we've added some more to Devin's package. Uh, and then Dylan, all the stuff that Dylan does really well. I mean, we, we split it up so that those guys get the best opportunity to be successful when they, when they get in there. And then as Coach Bryant gets the feel of the game, those guys know every play. Uh, we're able to call the, the full arsenal of what we have in the game plan. I suppose it's one of those things where if you don't notice anything, then that's probably the best case scenario. But just procedurally, Coach, you, you guys made the change on the special team side of things going into Boise the whole week leading up to that as the game went along through through Boise what stood out to you based off of the changes that you made uh, at special teams coach well, I mean I thought that we were more productive on special teams now we missed a field goal and then uh, we did, we still had the hiccup on the kickoff return where uh, Noah signaled fair catch um, it was uh, I mean they called it an invalid fair catch signal I mean they could have just left that alone and let uh, Medford he wasn't signaling fair catch. He was waving to get away from the ball because it was on the ground, much like what happened at Iowa a couple weeks ago. And they said that was an invalid fair catch signal, so Medford's return uh, was null and void right there. So we addressed that, and we'll talk to the referees before the game on what they allow and what they don't allow with that situation. But I thought procedurally, uh, obviously, in all, in all four teams, uh, we, I mean, the, the focus was a little better, and they played better. You're going into another game here with Fresno where – they have two very capable quarterbacks, and you know, obviously injuries play a factor just like it has with you guys, with Devin getting some of those snaps, but is this just something that we need to start getting used to more, Coach? Like, Is this the way of college football that you see it, that, that teams are totally comfortable having two quarterbacks that, that are going to get those significant reps, and that's just kind of where we're headed? Uh, I don't know. That, 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 that position, I think we're very fortunate this year because we have not been that fortunate uh, my first three years at the helm. With what we have in the quarterback room, uh, I think we're very blessed with that right now. Uh, I don't think every team in the country has multiple quarterbacks that they feel comfortable playing with on Saturday. And then, I mean, there, there's different things. I mean, Mikey Keene took one heck of a hit against San Jose State. I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously the NCAA has protocols on, on concussions and those things. We have ours here. They have theirs there. I, I won't know until we show up Saturday whether or not he'll be able to play. But I promise you this. Uh, everybody has it for the the kid's best interest. So if Mike Keene's healthy and, and they feel comfortable with him playing, we'll see him play. And if they don't, then it'll be Logan Feist. And Logan Feist is, has played very well for them, Played has a lot of, a ton of experience from last year, has come in three different times this year and, and played meaningful reps. So uh, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. If it's Logan Feist, they'll have a little bit more of those quarterback runs that we talked about when we first got on the phone. And if it's uh, if it's Mikey Keene, then you won't see as much of that and see him throwing it all over. So uh, we'll we'll figure it out Saturday during warmups. Yeah. So you're looking at Keene. You're looking at Fife, and and this is something that you guys have already faced a few times this year. But when that is the case, and you have to be ready for two different quarterbacks like that, what is different as far as the meetings, as far as practice, and just the way that you're getting guys ready for that, knowing that they have to be ready for two different quarterbacks with two different skill sets. Absolutely, identifying who's in the ball game, and we do that during practice with the quarterbacks. When when Aiden's, uh, who's our scouting quarterback, when he's going to be five, we let the guys know that. When it's Keen, let the, know, the guys know that. So that way, they have an anticipation. Now, all their pass concepts and all the stuff that they do offensively, they do it the exact same with both quarterbacks. You just add the element of a running quarterback with Logan Five with the with the quarterback run plays, 
and they do the majority out of those out of certain personnel so the kids will have a heads up on that too uh but we do it in practice so that they have an idea of, of what's back there so coach we got semifinal high school action you'll be busy uh taking care of business up there in fresno but uh your thoughts on uh, the the crop of of high school seniors around the state of new mexico i mean Last year, you recorded, uh, you recruited and signed uh, both quarterbacks of the teams that were in the state championship game, Wysong Armenta. Uh, and is there a lot of good talent out there, in your opinion, again this year, Coach? Oh, I think there's some really good talent. I mean, if you, you can look on Twitter and see we have a couple commitments from the state of New Mexico, which is exciting. Um, I'm Real Rancho Cleveland on, on uh, this weekend. And, right, and Friday Las night. La Cueva. I mean, both of those games... Now, Cleveland got after Rio Rancho, I think it was 35-0 uh, at the end of the regulation for the district championship. But, but when you play a team multiple times, uh, it's, it's hard to beat them. And I know Rio Rancho and, and their staff is, is getting excited for the game. I know Cleveland's excited. And then Las Cruces obviously has gotten better and better throughout the season because Centennial uh, was playing as one of the best teams in the, in the league and, or in the state. And Las Cruces was able to take down Las Lunas in week one and take down uh, Centennial week two. So we got two great matchups uh, for the big the big play state championship yep. semifinals. Excuse me. No doubt, no doubt. That'll be uh, a week from Saturday, as far as we understand that state championship game. All right, Coach. Uh, real quick, uh, you're at Salt Yard uh, West again tonight, right? You're doing it tonight, Salt Yard West, right down the hill from us on five twenty eight and Ellison, and you. Uh, are having a great time out there every week on Lobo Talk, right, Coach G? Oh, it's a really good time. I mean, they have uh, karaoke out there. They have the third, the, the Wednesday night Mac action and all those games on TV, NBA games on TV with the NBA tournament. I mean, there's all kinds of exciting stuff out there. The food's good. Uh, Devin Dampier uh, will be on the show tonight. Uh, Derek Baker, our strength coach, will be on the show tonight. And Robert's back in town. Uh, so it'll be a good night out there at Salt Yard West. So come on out, enjoy some good food, and, and let's talk about Lobo football and athletics. Hey, how about a shout-out to Sam Hauser? A for effort, dude. I mean, he he's hanging with you guys pregame, postgame. I mean, the thing about Sam, he's dedicated. I got a good one here, don't I, Coach G? Uh, yeah, you've got a great one. Sam does a phenomenal job. Uh, I mean, I can, I'm gonna, um, now I'm gonna be sentimental there, Sam. When, when you left the radio station, I was really disappointed for our community and for ESPN, uh, radio, the, the team. Right. I mean, that was a bad deal. When you came back, there was a lot of celebration and I love your dedication for what you do for our community. I love your dedication for Lobo Sports. And it's not just football and basketball. You, you, you verse yourself in cross country, which we've got the national championships coming up this weekend and volleyball, whatever it is. And, uh, it's so appreciated from our athletic department and from the community. Yeah. He, he, he just keeps showing up, coach. I mean, he, he, keep, he keeps showing up and getting it done. I mean, what more can you ask? All right, coach. Have have a great Lobo talk tonight. Good luck. Uh, look up in Fresno, and we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Appreciate you, Coach G. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, guys. Go Lobo. All righty. That is Coach Danny Gonzalez joining us here on Team Talk. And, Sam, make sure you save a, 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 a copy of that recording. You might It might come in handy one of these days. My goodness, he was gushing over you, Sam. But you I don't know even what? need a resume anymore. <laughs> well-deserved. Well-deserved compliments there by Coach Danny Gonzalez.